Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Keep Calm and Homeschool On. I'm your host, Rebecca, from homeschoolon.com, and today's episode is all about structuring your homeschool day, your homeschool plan, setting up your year, and we're going to be talking in depth about planners, and as we're looking forward to this very exciting season of prepping for our next year, I'm going to hold your hand, and I'm going to walk you through it, and it's going to be epic. So grab yourself a cup of coffee and maybe a pen and some paper to take some notes and join me as I open up my planner and walk you through the process. All right, so first and foremost, why do you need a planner? Why do you need to plan your days? What is the benefit of that? And why do I create my own? I want to talk about those issues before I move on. So Some of you out there are like, uh, I can't relate to that question whatsoever because I am an avid planner. And for those of you who love planning, then, you know, you're going to be all into this episode. But there's a lot of homeschoolers out there that when I talk about planning, their eyes glaze over and they kind of look at me like, what? No. And there's almost a little error of you know what, I'm a free spirit, like I just like to wing it and I don't really believe in planning and I think that's really restrictive and I'm just not sure that that's the right fit for us and I understand all of those things. However, there are still some valuable reasons to plan even if you don't structurally plan your days, instead you do big picture planning. It can help your days run a lot smoother. It really can. When people ask me, what is your secret to your homeschool day? A really big part of that is the more that I plan and the more that I prep, the smoother my days run. And that's just natural. If I wake up first thing in the morning, whatever time that may be, and I have done zero prep, I have no idea what we're doing for our lessons that day. I haven't photocopied anything. Then my kids spend half of the day just waiting for me because I'm either busy or I'm trying to figure out something or I'm reading up on their lesson or I don't have them organized on what they're supposed to do and when and and so everyone's just kind of waiting on mom and it could be a long and frustrating day. The days that I am more organized and on top of things, if I have things printed that need to be printed, if I have a schedule or a plan of, okay, this child's doing this, this child's working with that child, this child's playing outside, this child's doing, you know, reading eggs, whatever, then they're all working on something and no one is waiting and I don't have to spend any time throughout my day prepping and looking forward. I can just move fluidly throughout my lessons and I know what to expect as do my children. So there are some reasons and valuable reasons for planning as far as being um, more calm and relaxed and easygoing in your day, which seems kind of like a dichotomy. How can planning, which seems like a kind of type A intense thing to do, help you with, you know, your days being more relaxed, but it really is the way that it works. So you need to give it a try. Is really what I'm saying. I don't care how disorganized or how, uh, you know, just just go with it kind of you are. That's great. And you'll probably actually find planning can be more freeing for you in that case. But I think that everyone needs to try it. And there's so many different ways to plan. So now let's talk about do you need to create your own planner or can you go out and purchase one? Well, of course, you can go out and purchase a planner. There's a 
billion planners out there. I have a planner available, you guys, that is uh, blank and undated that you can use over and over and over again with loops and, you know, schedules and reading lessons and grading and it's got everything in it. So there's definitely books available. You can find that on my site, by the way, FYI just putting that plug out there if you really 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 don't want to make your own but if you do make your own and I know I'm I'm just it, this is just an option if you do make your own then you have the ability to tailor it to suit your needs for example I'm in the process of making mine so rather than using a massive book I use inserts I don't know if anyone's familiar with what I do for planning but I actually have a traveler's notebook which is basically a big piece of leather imagine imagine a big piece of a big rectangle okay of leather and it's folded in half and then in the middle are these elastics and I can actually put little booklets into these elastics and I can separate them based on different sections of my life or different functions of those inserts so in the the past some of the inserts I've had are meal planning inserts where I have like my shopping list my meal plans I have had budget inserts I have had planning my work inserts I have had my dailies or my weeklies or my monthlies inserts I have had all sorts of different things and you know the more inserts you have the more you have to keep on top of so I try to condense them but I do still have right now a devotional insert a brain dump insert, a notebook for my daily planning, a notebook for my work planning, and uh, one for collections, which is those things that you would use over and over and over again. And then I just created one for homeschooling. So I will have to redo it now. It's only going to last me through the summer. But I basically sat down yesterday. I started. I took this little insert and I painted the outsides of it and made it pretty. And then I started designing my summer. And so I sat down first and foremost and I looked at my calendar and I said, okay, how many weeks realistically are we going to be doing school in the summer? Because what I tell myself is we're just going to do school in the summer. I make no plan. And so there's busy days and busy weeks and we fall off the bandwagon and I am an all or nothing personality. So because we didn't keep up, then I just, I just say, well, I guess summer schooling isn't for us. This year, I want it to be different. This year, I want it to be really realistic. So I went and looked at our month and I figured for some months, there was two weeks. For some months, there was three weeks that we could do school with camps and vacations and different things that we have coming, um, company, that kind of stuff. So I sat down and I looked at the weeks that I thought it would be feasible for us to do school. And then I, I figured out what that would be to create a spread for each one of those. I also thought of some of the other things I want to include in my planner, which we're doing Brave Writer. So I wanted to have a Brave Writer planning page, one to plan out kind of my routine and one to plan out my writing projects that we're going to be doing. Because with Brave Writer, you generally work on one writing project a month. So I wanted to include that in my planner. Um, I wanted to include what else? Uh, looking ahead kind of assessment. I like to do assessments kind of 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 what's working, what's not working. I look at my kids and and what I want to see them excel in and their passions and their interests and, and how I can speak life into them more. And I like to just lay it all out so that when I'm going into a new season, I have some some really clear direction on how I can 
tailor my homeschool to fit my kids even more so. So I find that if I do this pre-assessment, if I sit down and just, just think about my kids and think about myself and think about how everything is flowing, that it really does help when I'm moving into my planning stage for me to be really realistic and to tweak and change and be flexible with what's working and what's not. So that's kind of what I included in my summer planner. So I was able to be incredibly flexible. Now you might be thinking I'm not artistic. I don't have time for that. Other than the painting the outside, you guys, it's super simple. I took index cards for one. The one I really, really like is I took index cards and cut them and I put washi tape and I just organized it by subject so that I can literally move through subject by subject and see what all my kids are supposed to be doing at that time on that day. So it was very, very, very easy. You don't have to be artistic to set that up and it looks like it's going to be super, super functional. And now it's included in my traveler's notebook with everything else. So the benefit of creating your own is that you have total flexibility to have five boxes for five children, to have a brave writer section, to plan out. That's the other one I did. I did a spread on planning out my morning basket for three months. So, you know, to plan out your morning basket, what you want to read, what artist studies you want to do, what music studies you want to do. And so you sit down and you really make a schedule and a plan and how everything is going to fit. So it can be adaptable to you and it can suit you perfectly for your needs because you're making it yourself. So that's not to say that's the only way to do it. Absolutely, you can go and purchase a planner. Just remember a planner is going to have boxes and it's going to have sections that may or may not apply to your life. And if you are like me, a perfectionist, all or nothing person, then when you don't fill out everything, you feel like it's, you're failing and then I just want to give up on it. And I do give up on it. So for me, it's better when I can tailor it. Something to say for those of you that maybe are looking at making your own and or not that the point here applies to anybody. When you are planning, I know a lot of people that plan their entire year at a time. And where I find that it's really successful is your if, if you're doing something like the file folder system where you are cutting the spines off all your books and you're putting everything in files for the entire year. So it's, you know, month one, day one, you pull it out and the kids have everything that they need in that file. That, if you're doing that system, it works very well to plan your entire year in advance because it's pretty flexible. You don't have to have a date on there. It's very flexible for you to just pull out and work on the next file when you're completed, the one in front of you. And when you're done your files, you're done your books. So if you have a busy week or something happens, there's not you're not losing anything in your planning. When you're using an actual physical planner, then what happens is when there's doctor's appointments or kids get sick or or you get sick or you go on vacation or unforeseen things happen that you weren't anticipating, which we all know happens. Even even having to clean your house, you just get to a point where you're like, no, we have to take a week and just spring clean or summer clean or fall clean and get our house in order. And so even those kind of things, they really put a complete damper in our plans and they affect it greatly because if we have planned an entire year, now everything that we have listed is wrong. And so there's not a whole lot of flexibility with it. If you do really want to plan your entire year, if you want to like work through it through the summer and have everything done, it does save you time throughout the year. But what I would recommend in that case is that you, you label it by week rather than labeling it by date. So that would be like 
you know, there's there's 36 school weeks in a year. So week one, week two, so that it can be flexible for whatever week you're in. The other thing I would recommend is taking, like in your schedule that you create, take a week off every like seven or eight weeks or something like that. Because it gives you some flexibility. It gives you a catch-up week. Just every however often, give yourself a week off of school, whether that is for, you know, a vacation or whether that's literally just a catch-up week. So that even if you don't take that week off, if you got really behind, you have that week and now you're caught up again in your lesson planning. So those are a couple little tips and tricks that will help you to plan more effectively. But, you know. It's, it's, it's not rocket science and it's really, really, really helpful for your day. So when you're sitting down and you're creating your plan and you're thinking about it, you know, whether or not you have all your curriculum right now is probably the first question you need to ask yourself because you can't really sit down and make lesson plans if you don't have your curriculum or aren't sure what you're getting. So first and foremost, if you are still in the curriculum buying stage, then you probably want to sit down and actually start planning curriculum. And to do that, you can actually have whole planning pages dedicated to just figuring out your curriculum where you do an assessment of each child. What is their learning style? And where you sit down and you think about what are our family dynamics and how much time do I have? That's such a huge one. You guys, there's so much great curriculum out there. There's so much, like like almost everything that I pick up, I review a lot of curriculum and almost everything that I pick up, I'm like, this is awesome. I give a lot of good reviews. Why? Because I can pick everything I review, but also because there's a lot of great stuff out there now. And so when I pick something up and it all looks great, I have to think deeper than that. When I talk to my friend and she tells me of this amazing new program, I have to think deeper than that. I can't take someone else's opinion. I cannot take the fact that it looks great as the end all be all. I can't even take the fact that I love the curriculum as the end all be all of that's going to work for our family. It's not that simple because I have to think about how it's going to work for my child, but I also have to think about even if it is great and I love it, is it sustainable with our lifestyle? So for this year, for example, we're going to have a really, really, really busy lifestyle. I've sat down and created our schedule and to fit everything in, which we've actually cut way back on the amount of curriculum we're using. And to fit everything in, we're going to have to do school from 830 until 2, which again, you might be thinking that's not that bad. It isn't. It's just that I also have to fit in, you know, all my work in the early hours of the morning and the afternoon in order to get everything done. So for me, going to do school until two o'clock is, is going to, to be a huge impact on my day. So that is the absolute most that I can give to it. So if I'm looking at that, I know that when I'm looking at curriculum, I have to take that into consideration. I might love this one curriculum, but if it requires me to sit down with each child for an hour just for that, and then an hour for you know their math, and then an hour for this, and an hour for that, then 
there's not enough of me to go around times five to do it with each child. And every child really does still need me to some extent at this point. Even my oldest son, he's going into grade six. But if I'm not standing over him with his math, I don't know if any of you have kids like this, then I find he skips stuff, he does stuff wrong, he gets a little lazy, he falls a little behind. Um, So I really do have to just, even for accountability at this point, keep him on track with things and just check in and make sure that he's printing neatly and I can read what he's doing and that kind of stuff. So every child from my kindergartner up needs my help and times five and if it's a program that requires me to really heavily teach and takes quite a while then that's not going to be sustainable for us because I can't possibly fit that into my day so knowing how much time I had in my day I had to really sit down and look for curriculum that was going to be less busy work that was going to be easier for us to fit in and that was my first step before I even sat down and planned my days my first step was to look at reviews was to look at samples and it's a huge process right looking at even different samples of curriculum online and and checking it out and and then see letting your kids see it like if they're old enough do their sample with your child to see how it works for them all that stuff is important and all that stuff is going to help you identify which curriculum is going to work once you have your curriculum set and it all comes in the mail like mine did yesterday, then you can sit down and you can start to create a plan. You can pull out all the ones you want to do for your morning basket. And I've never scheduled my morning basket before. I've always just just put some books in there and just read for a certain amount of time. But this year, I really want to be targeted in what I'm putting in that morning basket because I know what I want to cover with my kids. They have their independent work. They're going to be doing their language arts. They're doing their math. They're doing their science. They're doing their socials. What I want to put in our morning basket, I want to be really engaging quality um, um read alouds that I do with them and so I wanted to really think through those and I want to keep myself in a strict schedule of how much we're reading to make sure I can fit in all the ones that I want to read I also wanted to make sure that we were doing Bible every day so I also wanted to switch it up I don't want to do the same thing I want to do a bunch of different variety of things in our morning basket so I created almost a bit of a loop between different resources that we're going to be using for Bible in our morning basket Uh, Same thing with our social studies. I don't know if you saw my live video I did on my Facebook, but I just got my social studies stuff in and I'm going to create a schedule for the entire year that will help me meet all my outcomes for kindergarten to grade five. Basically all the things that my kids need to learn for all of my children. And I want to do that in our morning basket. So I had to be really targeted over which books we're reading, how we're doing it, so that we're going to be meeting all the different outcomes that need to be met. So I wanted to be targeted because of that. I created a plan for my entire year for our morning basket. Literally read these pages, read this chapter. It's all laid out for me. So that makes it a lot easier when I'm planning because I can sit down now and look at my morning basket schedule and I can see. Same thing with writing. I created my writing projects already. I created my schedule already. And in my schedule for our our poetry tea time time, which will be from one to two every afternoon, I, I switched it up. So Mondays are free write and poetry and map work. We are going to do map work every afternoon with our tea. Um, Tuesdays, I don't remember what I had for everything. One of the days, Wednesdays was our writing project. Uh, we were going to do one day was nature journaling. One day is copy work. And one day is music study. 
And then we also had picture study in there as well. So I'm getting a really broad overview of basically through my morning basket and then my afternoon basket, everything that I want to cover as far as the extra stuff. I want to cover art. I want to cover um, journaling and I want to cover picture studies and I want to cover music studies and Shakespeare and it's all in there. So I basically looked at what is important to me. How can I fit this in? I can't do it all all the time, but I can do 10 minutes. And so what can I do 10 minutes on Monday? Shakespeare, 10 minutes on Tuesday that can help me fit all this stuff in without it being too much for myself or too much for my kids. So before I went in and did my weekly planning, I did some of my big picture planning of my morning basket, of my writing projects, of what it's going to look like for us for our bigger picture and together time. So that then when I sat down to plan, it was literally a matter of opening my kids' books, seeing days and lessons, and plugging those in to the weeks that we had set up. So it's not that hard, right? I'm, I'm hoping that as I'm talking to you about this, it's giving you insight into different ways that you can plan your year, not making you feel like, oh my goodness, I'm not doing enough, or oh my goodness, I am way behind the ball or something like that, or that this is a complicated, in-depth, hard thing. I did a live video on my Instagram last week and I tagged it in my profile. So go check out Homeschool On on Instagram and that will walk you through how I set up my planner and also how we're doing kind of a portfolio in a really unique, different way this year. And so you can see the way that I have everything organized rather than just hearing about it. But it's, it's something to try. And if you are perfectly content and you don't need to have a planner at all and you just flow with it and that works for you and it works for your kids, then there's no reason to change it. I'm not saying that everyone has to. I'm saying that it can be a good thing to try. Even if you try planning out the overall big picture stuff, like what I said, your your schedule or routines for things like Brave Writer or your routine for your day. You might not sit down and plan out every day, but maybe you create a rough structure of your day where, okay, we're going to get up, we're going to do chores, we're going to eat, we're going to... Um, do morning basket, we're going to do math, then we're going to have a, a break, we're going to go outside, we're going to go for a nature study, we're going to, so creating a rough structure of your day even can help you be more relaxed when you wake up and you know what you're doing next. You might not know the exact lesson, but you know you're just moving through your subjects in that in that order. So it's those little things that can make a huge, huge, huge difference. The only reason you need to be doing nightly prep, you should not need to do nightly prep unless you have a, a program that you're using that's incredibly teacher intensive that you need to either read beforehand or you need to photocopy or prep your students work for the next day. So if that is the case with a curriculum you have, then yes, you need to be doing more regular prep. But for the rest of us, we can plan even a month at a time. I don't go a whole lot more than that, but you can plan a month at a time or more and you don't have to sit down and plan again. Even that helps you know what is coming and if you have to photocopy the odd thing, at least you know what you're photocopying because you have it written down as opposed to waking up and just not knowing where you're going and then it just takes you that much longer and you also struggle more with, with a lack of motivation. There's something about creating a plan that helps keep you going, that ki kicks your butt into gear and it inspires and motivates you to get 
started. So if you're struggling with motivation, if you're struggling with impatience, if you're struggling with getting through what you want to get through, then you might need to sit down and think about what's important to you and think about what's working for your kids and and do that. The other thing that's really helpful is to do a quarterly assessment. Every quarter, sit down and reassess. Is it still working? What needs to change? What do you want to add? What do you need to take out? And sit down with your kids and ask them, what's working for you? Do you like this? Did you like what we were using before or this other program? Start to make sure that you're including them in the conversation. I ask my kids all the time. And if they say they liked something else better, that's it. We switch. In a heartbeat, we switch. Because I am not tied to a curriculum over my kids finding something that works for them. That's what's most important to me. So I'm constantly asking my children. I'm constantly trying to make sure that what we're doing and assess what we're doing and and see how it's fitting with our family. And there's things that things happening. So all this to say that there is no magic formula, all right? It's it's about it's about sitting down and taking the time to think about it. It's about sitting down and taking the time to plan and to to make it a priority so that you can have a more successful homeschool that is following and in line with your plans and the big picture of what you want your homeschool to be. So there you have it. That is planning in a nutshell. If you want to see my planner, go to Homeschool On on Instagram and check out my pinned story and join me again next week for another episode of Keep Calm and Homeschool On.